We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Monday. Welcome to Bucknut Week. It is finally <laughs> here with Big Sidario. Like that. Sean Styers. We are off. We are rolling. The season officially starts, I guess, finally, Vince. It's Ohio State week. Well, I mean, they nobody can say, oh, they're not playing anybody or, you know, the competition's no good. I mean, hey, here we are, you know, that – and Notre Dame has taken care of business the last four games. They've done what they were supposed to do. They're 4-0 coming into it. They, they And they have left, in my opinion, no doubt. They have left no doubt in any one of these four games. Yes, there are things to complain about. There are things to nitpick because that's what coaches do. That's what our job is. That's what we do. But they've left no doubt. Like There was never a time in any one of these games, in my opinion, where I was like, oh, shit, Notre Dame might lose this game. Like I never thought that. Never thought that. And the final score dictated that Notre Dame dominated all four games. I never thought they'd lose on Saturday at, at any point. Uh, you know, there was no reason to. But at the same time, it was one touchdown game at halftime. And we talked about trap game. Was it a trap game? Was it not a trap game? Your definition of trap game was essentially, well, there's no chance that they're actually going to lose, so that doesn't make it a trap game. I felt like watching the way they played, they fell into a little bit of a trap. You know, there were they fell there into looking some, ahead a little bit some for sure. Whopping moments, I think. No, I'll give you that. That's fine, and and I I don't disagree with you as far as did they sleepwalk through some of the first half? Yep, no doubt about it. Yeah, because especially defensively, uh, I don't think the offense did a whole lot of sleepwalking, but I think the defense did, and it showed. I mean, there, there's no excuse for giving up 17 points to that team especially with a backup quarterback, right? None, zero. Now, some of that lands on the players. Some of that lands on the coaching staff. You know what I mean? Like the scheme that they were running defensively was ridiculous at times. And can't really blame the players for that. So, but tackling was an issue. Scheme was an issue. There was a lot of issues defensively. And they still only gave up 17 points, but that was about 14 more than they probably should have. We'll get into some of those defensive specifics in rapid fire. we got a lot of stuff we're going to get to in rapid fire. Of course, Deuce Knight committed today. Um, I guess not everyone knows that you're not allowed to ask the head coach of the football team a question about a verbal commitment. It's not signing day. 
It really amazes me how ignorant some of the people are that are quote unquote on the beat. Um, it's just, it's embarrassing at times. Yes. Yes. Because you're putting the head coach in a terrible position. Well, and it had to be embarrassing when you're the only one in the room who doesn't know that you're not allowed to, you know, like, what are you supposed that? to say as, as Marcus Freeman, what are you supposed to say to that? Right. Fortunately, Media relations kind of jumped in. Uh, can't talk about that. Okay. Did they say that? Because I missed, I yeah. was watching the press conference Did and I saw the look on his face. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't hear that part because it was obviously off mic. Right. Um, he just said, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have some fun this week, though. Notre Dame wants you to have a good time Saturday night, of course. It's uh, the big green game Saturday. We've known for a long time Notre Dame's going to wear the green jerseys out there. And when we got to the press conference, Marcus Freeman's and the Marcus Freeman slash Sam Hartman press conference, Sam right. Hartman talked afterwards as well. But as we walked in, we were handed these sheets of paper Oh, here. You can see like words on paper. Yep. Bullet points even mm-hmm. with words on paper. But um, they are going to... Well, I'll just I'll just read it to you. Okay. Right. They're, they're trying to spruce up the environment, you know, like Got there's it. there's all this, they're doing everything they can. Do we have a dress code? No. Do we have to wear something sir? Okay. No, that's not what this is. I'm really glad I didn't have to bust out the blazer. This is this I is actually for fans, but this oh, is okay. to kind of get the word out okay. to fans, I guess. So, you know, the along with the whole green thing, what they're doing is they're giving all ticketed fans an LED wristband when they go in and it's going to light up fluorescent green. Maybe you've seen some people sharing photos of them on social media and stuff like that today. So I'm just going to read you what this says. Ticketed game attendees will receive a programmed LED wristband located at each seat. This experience brought to the fans by the Rockney athletics fund will light up the Notre Dame night sky in a sea of fighting Irish green throughout the game. It's going to shine like extra green. Okay. All that can, you know, in the past they've had like those glow sticks and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I think. So, so. are these, are these things going to be like, um, like have sensors in them and then they're like going to flash at certain times and do certain things. Or are they just always going to be on? Are you going to let me finish here? Sorry. Or like what? <laughs> To make sure everyone enjoys this incredible sight, we ask that Irish fans only take one. Don't steal from your neighbor's seat when you get to your seat. No, Bob. they're going to be at the seats. Yes, they'll be on the seats. There'll be one LED wristband per seat for everyone in the stadium to enjoy. Please be considerate of your neighbors. Only take one. Be ready. When instructed by the public announcer, be sure you're at your seat and proudly displaying your LED wristband mine's not green uh special light shows will occur when the team runs out yeah. and throughout the game so they'll be there, there. it is yes they're there yeah okay sensors it's like you know magic bluetooth or whatever and they're gonna you, like yeah go crazy strobing and all that do you remember i thought you were there the michigan where it was at michigan it was a night game and they handed out like glowy whatever wristbands was that chicken dance game do you remember maybe maybe did michigan win yeah 
I believe it was the. I'll remember the one his where, chicken dance. <laughs> I believe it was the one where uh, they they interviewed um, Slim Shady. That one. Oh, remember so are that? You talk, are you talking about the one with the shamrock helmets and all that stuff? I think so. Yeah, I wasn't at that one. They all had. They handed out. I'll have to find a picture. But they handed out the bracelets, the Michigan bracelets. And they had they they glowed, but obviously that was prior that was prior technology where they didn't like you know sync up with anything. They were just yeah. you know glowy. That's been what a good it was a while ten back. or so years oh, ago at probably least. Yeah. yeah. So each wristband is going to have a QR code that by scanning it you can scan it with your phone. It'll give you a twenty percent off code to use on shopfightingirish.com. And 10 lucky fans are also going to win a variety of exclusive items, including signed memorabilia, game-used equipment, other exclusive items. And uh, it's, so it's pretty cool. You know, again, yeah. they, wanna, they want to uh, – yeah, they, they obviously don't want <laughs> – they want as little red in the stadium as possible. But they're also, in addition to the, the team wearing green and asking fans to wear green, they're giving you these – these green wristbands. That's cool. But don't be a jabroni and just go in and gobble up a bunch of wristbands. Seriously. The first one in the stadium. I just Save ask an some. Ohio State fan for one. That's right. They don't Save want some them. For your old white friends who are going to tell you to sit down later on. And <laughs> what you mean, like white hair? <laughs> I stole that from Pat McAfee. I, I can't. Oh, I he's see. got, he's, that's. That's his term, the old whites. You know, like oh, I'm okay. I'm a borderline old white myself. You know, well, it's, it's like the old me, whites. You called me a boomer today. So. The old the old whites are the ones who complain about everything, basically. <sighs> so I'm still a McAfee. And by the way, did you know? Speaking of McAfee, in addition to College Game Day, College Game Day is going to be here Saturday. But something new this year, when College Game Day goes to a campus, you don't just get game day on Saturday. You also get the Pat McAfee show the day before because he's on ESPN now. And so I've seen these shows the last couple weekends when they've been in Tuscaloosa and last weekend in Colorado. And it's basically like another day of game day, just a different host and his crew up there. It's a lot of fun. So so they do it on the same set. So it's still on campus. You know, they might tweak a couple things on the show. Same set and the whole thing. It's all going to look, you know, so like if you're in town on Friday, I think they do their show live at noon. So head out there and you can see the Pat McAfee show and get in on the, you know, the whole, the whole thing should be a lot of fun. Great. It's so it's like a two day experience instead of just Saturday game day now. And they usually set up right there on the grassy area, right in front of touchdown Jesus. That's usually where they set up. So right. uh, Should be a pretty cool atmosphere. I would think. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The game Notre Dame fans have been waiting for all season is here as the Fighting Irish get ready to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. And if you're still looking for tickets to this titanic battle, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Yeah. And, and also, you know, speaking of old old whites, I saw some people talking, I think it was on the boards this weekend, about do people always tell you to sit down when you're at a Notre Dame? Oh, th- yeah. you guys were talking about it on the postgame show, weren't you? Yes. The answer is yes, they if, will. Yes, they will always tell you to sit down. But yep. you have my permission to tell them where to go this week and yep. just say, Ohio State, bub, I'm standing up. I don't care who they are. Exactly. That's you're just gonna have if to you want to stand up, stand up. Like nobody right. can tell you what to do. And if uh well if the a, ushers, the ushers can those tell old you what those to old do. whites can tell you what to do all they want. I'd be like, <laughs> I want to see the act. I want to see your supervisor. I want to see the guy with the actual like captain's hat, and you tell me to sit down. You tell me. I know a couple captains' hats. They're nice guys. Right. Okay? They're nice That's what I'm guys. Saying. But I think they will overrule. told what to tell people to do. I think they'll overrule those underlings. Okay. They'll overrule them. That's maybe some of the captains' hats are watching right now. Overrule yeah. the underlings and let people stand. Let them stand. That should saying. be our that should be our phrase all week, Vince. Hashtag let them let stand. them stand. Let them I'm gonna stand. start it. I'm gonna start it. Hashtag do let it. them stand. Yes. I'm putting it out on X. Make it so. And I did call you a boomer today because you were totally fooled. 100%. By AI. <laughs> I Look, I very rarely get an opportunity to really even look at my phone during the day. And I saw this and I was like, that's got rapid fire written all over it. So I was trying to be a nice guy, send it to you, give you a little bit of, you know, fodder for the rapid fire segment. And you're like, this can't be true. I'm like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> I know. I was like, are you sure? This looks too good to be true. (laughs) Brian Ferentz 
there's a, a fake video going around of Brian Ferentz, the Iowa offensive coordinator, to tell telling people to get on a stepladder and climb out of his butt. Only he didn't say butt. He used a different word. I believed it a whole. He used a different word that Pat McAfee can use, the, but but the we can't, right? Uh, so yeah, like that's yeah. that's how that. Technically, we can say whatever we want. Just I mean, we can, but we also want people to yes. watch with their kids and stuff like that. Of so course. Of course. Right. Mr. 2.0 says, I'll sit down with Marcus Freeman tells me to sit down is the proper response. There I you think go. That's, that's a very good response. That's a solid response because Marcus Freeman wants you to stand. He wants you to be counted. Let them stand. Let them stand. I'm putting it out right now. <laughs> All right. Do it. Uh, by the way, we will have an Ohio State Insider interview tomorrow, and it is uh, Chase Brown, who I've had on twice before. So that's as close to verified a guest as you're going to get on this show. So I'm very excited about should that. Be. You should be excited. Yes. Here we go. It's out. It's out there. Let them stand. Out there. I said this week in the stadium, hashtag let them, let stand. them stand. Make it trend. Yep. Okay, so Notre Dame, Ohio State. We've got some Marcus Freeman content, comments from his press conference today. He was uh, wearing a sharp kind of sporty green jacket, his press conference earlier today. Look forced. A little different. He had the sleeves pushed up. Yeah, that's weird. Almost an 80s kind of look that he has going on. It was very – and if he didn't say that it was green, on on the YouTube version, you couldn't tell. I mean, you really start squinting. You can kind of see that it's like a deep, deep forest green. But I would have never known that that was green unless he said it. But it looked forced. I don't know. It's not Marcus Freeman's style. I'm just saying it looked forced. Didn't seem like it. I think it was last week. He had a much sharper, maybe it was last week or two weeks ago, much sharper looking jacket that he had on, sports coat that he had on. So Notre Dame, of course, lost 21 to 10 at Ohio State. Open the season last year. The quarterback situations are a lot different. They had guy who ended up being the number two overall NFL draft pick, C.J. Stroud, is their quarterback. Notre Dame had Tyler Buckner making his first career start on the road. And, of course, it has flipped this year because Notre Dame has Sam Hartman and Ohio State doesn't. They have Cal McCord, good, highly recruited quarterback himself, but uh, one who will be making just his fourth career start and this will be the biggest environment that he has played in so here's marcus freeman talking about the quarterback experience yeah i'll speak on our guy and i he's played in big games and big moments and and again i think his mindset the ability to go out there and have the right mindset for him to have success right and that's what what i'm most excited for is the experience he has he knows sam hartman knows this is about him going out there and, and going through his checklist and, and executing the things he needs to go through to have success. Um, when you haven't done that, you know, I'm sure it's a lot difficult. It's a lot more difficult. And so, um, you know, obviously I, I'm, I feel great having a, a quarterback that's had some of that big game experience and just football, college football experience that, that Sam has had. All right, Vince, so there's Marcus Freeman talking about that uh, quarterback experience. How much difference do you think it's going to make this Saturday? I mean, look, I uh, you got a sixth-year quarterback and a first-year quarterback. So, look, there's a difference there. 
There's no doubt about it. I mean, if you, in a vacuum, you, you take Sam Hartman over Kyle McCord all day long, I would say, right? I mean, I would. And so I think it, I think it's advantage Notre Dame, right? But then it's advantage, you throw the advantage game right back to Ohio State when you talk about who he's throwing the ball to. So does the environment make a difference? It might. This is also the biggest game that Sam Hartman's ever going to play in up to this point. So I think that also has to be taken into account. Now, he still played in way more games, right? But it's still going to be the biggest game he's ever played in. And so I think that gets forgotten at times as well, right? But I, I still think it is going to be a factor. It's going to be on the road for this kid. He's never played in a hostile on-the-road environment ever uh, outside of high school, right? And so I think it does make a difference. How much of a difference? I think Notre Dame needs to capitalize early on that difference because eventually you tune that stuff out and you, you just play football, right? But early on, I think Notre Dame needs to capitalize on that defensively. I've said this about Sam Hartman all along, and... Like, look at, look at Saturday. Yardage-wise, he had the best, you know, the most yards, over 330 yards he threw for Saturday against Central Michigan. Completion percentage-wise, worst completion percentage he's had since he's been at Notre Dame. It was like 62%, something yeah. like that. Not awful, but the worst of the four games that he's had. I've said it about Sam Hartman all along, just watching him, his makeup, his demeanor, everything about him. He's got a big time attitude. He's got a big time personality. And I think that that is perfect for this team, especially when you're the quarterback guys are going to be drawn to that. They will follow your lead. And I think we have seen that more times than not. And I just feel like when the lights go on and when the stakes are higher, that's when Sam Hartman is at his best. Just look at the two minute drills. Like we didn't get to see, yeah. I'm very disappointed I know you and I were talking 17 seconds left in a timeout in your pocket. I thought it maybe, uh, you know, Ooh. at least they try to get a field goal or something. Yes. But you've got one of the, you got one of the kickers in the country with the, one of the biggest legs out there right now, the Missouri kid hit a 61 yarder to win the game. That's pretty amazing. But look, you get it across midfield. You've got a chance to kick a field goal. Just let the kid boot it. Right. So, I was very disappointed in that fact, actually, that that they did that because, let's see, where did they get the ball, Sean, at that time? I'm going to quick try to quickly look it up here. I they had the ball on the 25. Yeah. yeah. 25-yard line because it was a touchback. So all you need is 25 yards. No, a little bit if, more than that. 35 yards. If you pick up yards. about 30 to 35, you're in very good That's two goal. plays, and right. you got a timeout in your pocket. Plus, two plays. plus with less than two minutes to go in the half, you get the clock stopped on a first down, so you've got that going for you as well. And obviously, yeah. it would stop on an incompletion as well. Yep. But in any case, we didn't get to see it, alas. But I just I feel like this is these are the moments that like this is the one that Sam Hartman has been waiting for. This I think it's really one the whole team has, but but these are the moments that. Like, this is why you brought Sam Hartman in, so that you have this kind of guy, this kind of cool, the steadiness that, oh, that yeah. can lead you in these kind of moments when the lights are the brightest. I just, I feel like, again, he's a sixth-year quarterback. And look at him versus Brennan Armstrong a couple of weeks ago. Sure. Who was obviously the sixth-year quarterback, and who was like, that guy's a sixth-year quarterback? 
It was the guy wearing red that was, you know, the second one. And, like, I guess the best personal analogy I can give is, like, before I moved here, I was doing junior college basketball and baseball games in southeastern Colorado, right? We're driving around on pedal jumpers. But I got to do, like, literally – I, between that and the high school stuff I was doing, I was calling around 150 games a year. So it's a game almost every other day, basically yeah. on average with, and it's like, it's rep after rep after rep. And when you're the sixth year quarterback, it's rep after rep after rep. And by the time you're, you're that far along in your career and you've got that many reps, like Jeff Jeffers used to give me a hard time because my first year here, I plopped in Notre Dame women's basketball season starts up. Boom. Five months later, national championship. By the time we got to the net, you know, like you get to that point, the stakes are high. Again, this is, it, it's different, but I, I think there's at least a little bit of an analogy. It's like a game is a game at that point. And that's where I feel Sam Hartman is, you know, like you might still have a little butterflies and you would expect a little bit of butterflies, but for a guy who's it's, it's still been there, done that, and he kind of needs that extra adrenaline, I think, to kind of get him going. Sure. No, I don't disagree with that. You know, I thought that, uh, you know, I didn't like, obviously, how he started in the last game. But, right. you know, again, it was Central Michigan. Right. A little bit of a snoozer at that point, you know, kind of looking past, you know, all of those things. Now, he ended up being just fine, right? He didn't make any critical mistakes. He just missed some open guys. And we talked about this a little bit last night. And I, I don't mean to dwell on the last game, but I think part of it, and, and I'm extrapolating here, this is this is my own opinion, but you know, we've heard that there was a concerted effort to get these wide receivers involved, specifically the outside wide receivers in the last game. I kind of feel like Sam Hartman was trying to get those guys involved early on in the game and kind of trying to force the ball a little bit and not throwing to the guys that are wide open down the middle. Yeah. You know, I, I think he was you know, like, look, the game plans to get these guys. Well, the we ball. were talking, it, it definitely felt offensively. Yeah. yeah. Like, like that. And just like, oh, we're kind of trying to, to do some things and we'll just kind of work on this regard. You know, it's because it's central Michigan. Yep, exactly. And so Salty says, where was I going with that story? The analogy is, a game is a game, whether on, whether salty. you're broadcasting, whether you're broadcasting, you know, low level games off the radar that nobody cares about. And then you end up calling a national championship game a year later. It's because of the reps that you get, you know, when you get there. And then it's yeah. like, it doesn't matter what the stakes are. It's same for Sam Hartman. It's like, you can say he's competed in the ACC, but it was also at Wake Forest. The stakes we're never overly high at Wake Forest, but he's put in rep after rep after rep for six years. Now he's at Notre Dame, and he's ready. And Notre Dame's reaping the rewards of of all yes. that experience. I mean, let's be honest. And I, I do feel like, you know, if we're just talking about the quarterbacks, I feel like Notre Dame has the advantage. So many other levels to this game. Nobody's saying that it's just about the quarterbacks. So many other things to take into account. But if that's all we're talking about, I think Notre Dame's got the advantage. I agree. Irish Gordian Nutt says Southeastern Colorado is just Kansas. In many ways, it's even worse than Kansas because it is even flatter. <laughs> you're in Colorado. And you're, I mean, it is flat. That They call it the front plains there in Colorado. It's basically everything east of 
you know, when you get to Denver where the mountains are, because the mountains, you're really not in the mountains yet in Denver. You're starting to get to the mountains, but uh, it is, it is flat. It is so hot in the summertime and where we were, it stunk. <laughs> so, that's all I could tell you. Line Jumper says y'all going to be exhausted by Friday. Dude, I'm exhausted by Tuesday every week. Well, so. I guarantee you I'll be exhausted by Saturday <laughs> night slash Sunday morning because that's going to be one of the longest days in history, and it's going to be one of the most emotional days in history. I'm either going to be elated or pissed, one of the two, and <laughs> it's going to mess with my head either way. Like, it's going to be exhausted. I got to figure out how to sleep more early Saturday before I get there because I'm always at a soccer game at 10 a.m. Yeah. out of town like I, there's no sleep for this guy d-rock says as far as making a notre dame fan sit down is there anything in writing that says fans must sit i mean i don't think that the ushers probably walk around with whatever rules in their pocket but <laughs> i mean the rules of the stadium are basically <laughs> what they tell you they are i guess whether it's in writing i don't yeah. know <laughs> I, I want to address something that's going on in the chat uh, with with a couple people. Okay, you know, they're they're talking about uh, you know Sam Hartman's played in big games. He's played at Tallahassee. He's played you know Death Valley and Clemson, all that. All true. Those no doubt about it. Those are hostile environments, right? But what was on the line? Exactly. What was on the line besides winning the game, which is big, but like. Is if you win, you're still in national championship contention, and if you lose, you could be out. Like, no, because he was at Wake Forest. He's played so. in big environments, but he is he was still at Wake Forest, who in almost every one of those games had a loss or two or more right. going in. They were the clear underdog in those games. They were going right. to have to play perfect games to win all those games, and they were not in their home stadium. They didn't have that on their side. There's, you know, there's not going to be a lot of great, like the, the implications of this game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our national championship. Are right, you going I'm, to stay in college football exactly. playoff contention? I, that was we, never on the line at Wake Forest. Right. So nothing. I'm sorry. He could have, he, he went into those environments and they do count because he at least has sure. played in those environments against really good teams. But in terms of what's on the line, there was nothing on the line right. when he was at Wake Forest that's right. going to compare to what's on the line in this game and against USC specifically. And then right. we'll see what happens after that when they go back to Clemson later on. And I'm not – like Michael uh, says, on the line for who? Sam Hartman has nothing to do with Notre Dame's past history. I'm not talking about past history. I'm talking about this season and this season only what's on the line. 
Wake Forest never was in contention for a national championship, ever. Notre Dame is right now. And if they win this game, they will continue to be. If they lose this game close, you could make an argument that they're still in contention, right? But if they get the doors blown off of them, they're out, man. Like, in my opinion, they're out. As much as I would love them to run the table, go 11-1 and and claw their way back into it, but I'm talking about what's on the line for the 2023 season. Yes, we as pundits can talk about, you know, if they win this game and what it means to the history of Notre Dame, where this program is and all these different things. That's our job. That's what we do. But for Sam Hartman, I'm talking about when I said what was on the line in those other games, I was talking about in the moment this season, a national championship is what's on the line for Sam Hartman and the 23 kids. Right. Sam said he was still very poised in those big games for them, though. So we should expect him to be poised. And again, that's part of my expect him to part of what I was saying. He's had these experiences. He's had all these reps. He's gone through all this stuff. It's 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 he's in a much different to the point. Again, going back to last year, CJ Stroud versus Tyler Buckner. Now you have Sam Hartman versus Kyle McCord. In both cases, you had quarterbacks at different ends of the spectrum in terms of their experience. Notre Dame has the experience now. That's our point. That's I guess the whole that, point. I guess that wasn't clear enough from yes. the beginning. Instead, we have people wanting to be very pedantic with their interpretation of everything that we say. <laughs> Come on, it's supposed to be fun week. It's Bucknuts week. Can we get together on this? Hack Tad. Let them stand. Let them stand, baby. Whoop, whoop. All right, so Freeman had more to discuss in terms of what the Irish defense did last year and the sort of mentality they had going into that game versus the mentality that they have going into this week's game. And um, thought it was thought it was fairly interesting to hear that. And it looks like I actually don't have that comment. <laughs> so that's Whoops. just, that's just freaking great. We'll save that for tomorrow, All right, I guess. Fair enough. How about, how about uh, the Ohio State offense and Kyle McCord and whether or not their defense could be, or their offense rather, could look any different depending on whether it's McCord or Devin Brown? You've seen their offense kind of evolve over the first three games, and and, um, it's explosive. You see a lot of tempo. Um, You know, I, I think I've seen more tempo recently. Uh, but but listen, they have playmakers. They can run the ball. Um, they, they got a stable of running backs uh, that that truly can can do some things in the run game. As far as the quarterback, you know, we, we plan on seeing McCork, right? We, we think he's named the starter, and that's who we plan on seeing. But well, you have to have a plan. You know, you have to have a plan for anybody you might see. Same thing that happened last Saturday. So um, you know, I still think their offense is very similar, no matter who's that quarterback. Um, you know, and so we'll, we'll have a plan for for both guys, but it's really not going to change based off who's in the game. So what do you think, Vince? Does it matter who the quarterback is for Ohio State? Hashtag right answer. Uh, No, I don't think it matters. I think that Ohio State is Ohio State. They are who they are. Their goal is to run the ball and get the ball to those wide receivers. And it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. That's still going to be the case. Now, Kyle McCord is not as mobile, I would imagine, uh, as the Brown kid. But 
I don't know that that's going to be the difference in the game, right? So I don't think, I think you, you prepare for Ohio State's scheme. You prepare for their, uh, on defense and offense. And I don't care who's playing. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and maybe they use both of them. Brown has played in all four games. He hasn't played a lot. Again, we'll talk to Chase Brown tomorrow and we'll kind of get his thoughts on what he's seen from both quarterbacks. I mean, their their offense has been good. It obviously was not great out of the gate against Indiana. Uh, they did score, what, 63 points this past weekend against Western Kentucky. So at least they're, you know, starting to peak a little bit. They're running the ball well. McCord has only thrown for eight. I say only. I guess he's got one fewer game than Sam Hartman at this point. He's about on the same pace as Hartman. 815 yards, three touchdowns, and – or. Six touchdowns, rather, one interception. Three touchdowns each have gone to Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. and their other receiver, Emeka Egbuka. And Marcus Freeman had some thoughts on those two guys. I mean, like you talk about Notre Dame as tight end you or offensive line you or whatever you want to call it. Ohio State is wide receiver you, and these two guys are, are next in line. Good players, man. I just got to turn on the film. I mean, Harrison's body type, skill set, um, he's fast. He can go up and get the ball. He's a great route runner. Um, great hand, well coached. I mean, Hartline's done a great job of developing that wide out room. You know, you know, year after year, they got first rounders and first rounders. And, uh, and Buke is the same way. You know, he's, a, again, a playmaker. More utilizing the slot, um, dangerous returner, you know, so. I go on and on, man. Those guys are, are good football players. And up front, after the Central Machine game. Uh- Egbuka had uh, 1,151 yards and 10 touchdowns last season. Harrison, 1,263 yards and 14 touchdowns. And Jackson Smith and Jigba was uh, drafted in the first round. <laughs> so, like, you see where this is going. This is a big challenge. For Notre oh, yeah. Dame. Do you feel like Notre Dame's secondary, their corners specifically, Vince, are up for the challenge? I think this is the best corner tandem that Ohio State's going to see all year, right? And so do I think they're up for the challenge? Yes. I think you and I and I think the Ohio State guys are going to be asked the same question, or they should be. I mean, if they're maybe they're not, they should be. Are you guys up for the challenge? Because it's the best cornerback duo that you're going to see all season right and so I think you know a lot of this game is going to come down to how that matchup goes right now it can help the corners out tremendously if they're getting a lot of pressure on McCord and you know not letting him feel you know clean and easy in a pocket and all that kind of stuff right but it's going to be one heck of a matchup on the outside like that is what people are going to be paying attention to that's what I'm going to be watching that's for sure. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. Like I, I th- that's your best on best, man. Because if you're talking about what, what's your, you know, if we're doing like confidence rankings or whatever, you know, the corners are it has got they've got to be what you're most confident in defensively. Has to be. If if it's not, I'd love to know what you're more confident in than those two kids. You know what I mean? Now, gonna be one heck of a test, but I guarantee you they're ready. They're they're ready and they're excited. I feel like this is 
we've seen Notre Dame go up against Ohio State several times in recent years. Fiesta Bowls, multiple Fiesta Bowls, obviously, last year. And it was a good showing from the Notre Dame defense last year. That You know, when you only score 10 points, it's, you know, it's it, – you can talk about the, you know, the, the zero blitz and all that kind of stuff. But the defense played well last year. They did. And I feel like this year – with all of the experience those guys have gained. And again, like the confidence that those guys have gained from that experience. This is, this is as from a Notre Dame standpoint, it's the best matchup. I think Notre Dame has ever had in the secondary. Well, yeah. Yeah. In modern yeah. times, probably as ever yeah. had in the secondary going up against an Ohio state team. Yep. You know, I, with the receivers. You're absolutely right. I mean, they're going to, they're going to match up really well. You know, I'm not saying one's better than the other. And, you know, I, I think this is the best wide receiving core in the country. And I don't think that the corners are considered the best corner tandem in the country. I don't know enough about the rest of the corners in the country. Right. Uh, but they're up there. And if they have a good showing on Saturday, they're going to be at the top. You know what I mean? Because they're going up against the best. And so that's why this is going to be an awesome matchup. And I got a lot of faith in five and 20. I can tell you that right now. A lot of faith. Well, and again, like you, you look at Egbuka and playing out of the slot, it's it's going to be more than just five and twenty. It's it's going to be for sure. You 13, know, thirteen and six zero. And, yeah, and, yeah, some of these other guys coming into play as well. We're going to play a big part of that. But at the same time, Thomas Harper, man, he is he's really you're you're really starting to see much more presence from Tom, Thomas Harper these last few games. But again, just like with Sam Hartman, like this is a guy with a lot of experience under his, his belt who has played against some uh, pretty prolific passing teams in the Big 12. And so he's gone up against some good ones as well. So I, I think that he's going to be up for the challenge as well this week. Yep, I completely agree. I like you said, I, I think this defense is ready to go. I think uh, in the in the secondary, you know, Mike Mickens and, and O'Leary, and I think the, they're going to have their guys ready to rock. They're going to have their guys ready to rock. And the other thing that I love about this particular, you know, matchup, Ohio State versus Notre Dame, is Notre Dame's going to be at full strength. Like, and Ohio State, from what I can gather, is at full strength. This is best on bet. There's no excuses going into this thing, as far as I know. And I love that. I absolutely love it that there's not going to be, you know, oh, well, we didn't have, you know, when Notre Dame beat Clemson at home, well, they didn't have Trevor Lawrence and they didn't have those three guys on defense. And, you know, all that was legit. I mean, that those are, those are legit things. But Notre Dame's not going to be able to say, oh, we didn't have JD. We didn't have DJ Brown. We didn't have, you know, Gabriel Rubio. No, you're going to have all those guys. So that's should probably best. should probably go through that real quick in case people missed the press conference or the the comments today. JD Bertrand, Marcus Freeman said will be back. Uh, he of course missed last week with a concussion. DJ Brown out last week with a minor hamstring tweak. He's going to be back. They expect Gabriel Rubio back. He's been out since the Navy game. He's going to start practicing tomorrow, and as long as everything goes well this week, he'll be back. Who's the other one? Um, is there one more? Uh, tight end. Tight end. Mitchell Evans. He said he's a little bit behind, you know, just in terms of his concussion protocol and, you know, right. what it, the steps to get through. 
but he expects that by the end of the week, Mitchell Evans will be back. So all those guys will be back. back. Only yeah, So as you said, full strength at that point. The only guy, we haven't seen him yet, but no Eli Raritan for this and game, I, which I'm is not, not a surprise. I'm not surprised by that at all. And right. I don't know that even if he was ready, that the Ohio State game is really where you want him to get his first game action. Like, I don't, I don't know that that's the route that I would want to take. You know what I mean? And so I'm fine with that. It's expected. Uh, but everybody else is going to be back. So Notre Dame's full strength. I mean, if Eli Raritan did come back, he's not the two deep. You know, he's not going to immediately jump stays and and Mitchell Evans and you know, he's just not. It's not going to happen. So how much of an effect would he even have on the game? Probably not a whole lot, to be honest with you. So I'm fine with him officially not being back for this one. Okay, I'm not sure. Why wasn't Marcus or Sam asked about the knee? Sam Hartman, there was was never anything wrong with his knee. Sam Hartman was asked about his leg, you know, the the play where the the Central Michigan defensive lineman kind of jumped on his leg or was pushed into his leg or whatever. He he was asked how his injury is, and he said, I don't have any injury. I'm fine. Right. So – yeah, it's I mean, just, he got, you know, he got a little tweaked on that yeah. play. Like he said, it's football. It's a physical game, but there's no there's no after effect is what he said. And I mean, he didn't limp in. He didn't limp out from the press conference. Right. He's fine. No big deal. He wasn't limping the next series either. <laughs> I mean, I believe the very next play, he threw that nice ball to uh, uh, Rico Flores down the sideline. Like, he's fine. Everybody take a breath. He's good.